not only celebrate Mother's Day, but celebrate the Lord every single day of our life. To learn something about Him. They that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. Amen. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, the mighty man his might, or the, or the rich man his riches. But he that glorieth, he that boasts, let him boast in this, that he knows and understands me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. We want you to know him. Praise God. Oh, that I might know him, was the cry of the Apostle Paul, who had all of these wonderful spiritual experiences, but he said it's not the same as truly knowing him. Standing in the gap... The Bible said that God looked for a man. He wanted to show mercy. He wanted to give a space longer for repentance as He always does. Amen? And He looked for a man that would stand in the gap and make up the hedge. When I hear hedge, I think of uh, this beautiful, you know, agricultural, well-trimmed, Thing. But this hedge is not agricultural. This was a wall. Cities were protected by walls. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city without walls, without gates, whose walls are broken down. And if there was because of some kind of, of, of architectural problem or some attack of the enemy, if there was a breach in the wall, there was a vulnerability to that city. And you know what they would do? They would look for the mightiest, and I need my sword for this, I believe. They would look for the mightiest warrior in their military. And they, until they could repair the wall, they would post their mightiest warrior to stand at that wall. One all day and one all night long. So there was a breach in the wall, but that didn't mean that it was vulnerable to attack. Because you can't just walk through the breach in the wall. You've got to face one of the mightiest warriors in, the, in their military at that time. And he ain't going to let you through. He's going to sound an alarm and he's not going to stand alone. But you're going to face their best champion standing right there in the gap. Making up the wall. Can you say amen with a man? And you know what? God said when we intercede, we become prayer warriors. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said when we start praying and interceding, we become prayer warriors. And we stand in that gap. You're not going to destroy my son. You're not going to destroy my daughter. Amen. They, they through their own foolishness and folly sometime, have opened up that breach. But I stand in the gap for my son. In other words, you're going to have to go through me to get to him. And when I intercede... God stands where I stand. So it's not just me. It's Him. Can you say, man, what more shall we say to these things? Paul said, let's just end the argument right now. If God be for us, who can be against us? And God is looking for a man to stand in the gap, to make up the hedge a woman, a boy, a girl. Isn't that incredible that God says, I'm looking for someone that I can move like that in behalf of someone else. Glory to God. So I'm not going to give up praying. I, I prayed for my mother for over 80 years. She was 84 when she went to be with the Lord. And I won her to Jesus when she was 83. I had to hang in there. But I stood in the gap for her soul and made up the hedge for her soul. Hallelujah. Did it for my grandpa. Had a stroke. <laughs> a coal mining guy, hard liver, hard drinker. Uh, he's a tough egg. And he got even worse when he had a stroke and, and couldn't do all the things he used to do. He was frustrated and hard to live with and hard to be around. And, and he had another stroke in the nursing home. I'd been praying for him for years, and he's rejecting, pushing away, rejecting. <laughs> I went into the hospital uh, where they took him from the nursing home, and the nurse said he's uh, unconscious. Uh, he probably won't wake up, probably won't know you're there. I prayed outside his door. Lord, let him wake up. Let him Let him be lucid and let him pray uh, the sinner's prayer with me. Walked in the door and he sat up and he said, I've been waiting for you to come. 
pointed at me and said, I was waiting for you to come. I said, Grandpa, what were you waiting for? He said, I want you to pray with me. I want to get right with God. And I thought, oh, Lord, you, you're too much. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't he? God is too much. Hallelujah. Amen. And we prayed the sinner's prayer, and that's when his heart changed and his life changed, and God let him stay here long enough to demonstrate the change was, and let it be evidence. I've led my, grand, my grandmother on my mother's side, his wife, uh, to the Lord. <laughs> led, led my uncle Junior. Lord, have mercy, that man could drink. He he drinks. I don't. Back in my day, they had a they had a beer and an ale. They call silver bar ale. Silver, come on, Hobbs, lighten up. <laughs> you had too much fun when you were a sinner. Just <laughs> Sil- you remember silver bar. It was. It wasn't very expensive, but it was a local beer, and uh, and my uncle got out of the service, and he bunked with me for a while. Uh, he used to help out by cooking, but he only had cooked in the army, so he he made enough butter beans to feed about thirty thirty people when he made. Uh, they were good butter beans, but we had butter beans until I. To this day, I'm not that fond of them. Because <laughs> my mama didn't believe in throwing nothing out. We had leftovers for a week but he would say he said Bobby I'll be back in a while I'm going to get me a silver sickle and I knew he was headed for for the bar to get him a you know to get him some booze he was a hard drinker a hard liver but when when he was in intensive care I went in to pray with him and I said uncle junior he went through the Korean war made it through all of those things I said would you like to receive Jesus as your savior and he took took my hands and he said yes I am I certainly would and he was wide open because someone stood in the gap and in stand you see that standing in the gap a little differently now as a soldier standing in that breach until it can be rebuilt praise God amen and God has been good and it makes me want to stand in the gap more and more and more and the devil will scream there ain't no change there's not nothing's going to change you don't see any difference just keep on standing in the gap amen he has to recognize that mighty warrior standing there praise God he just can't do what he would do if he had the opportunity to do it we're all here today I'm convinced everyone in this room is here because someone stood in the gap and someone made up the hedge for you. And that's, that's how God wants it. And that's how God loves it. Hallelujah. Praise God. We, we've been, this, this song service has just been going uh, right along with, uh, with where we're going today. Amen. Just for a few minutes. I'd love to get you out by 12 o'clock. Not because I want to get back to Pamela and St. Augustine. I was there yesterday. I drove in last night. I'm here this morning. I'm going back. I might stay one more day to make sure the bird is fed and, and uh, you know, all the other stuff i got to tie up loose ends. But, but God has been good. And we want you mothers to have an opportunity to go out and eat today or eat at home. But if you do eat at home, I hope you don't have to cook. I hope you go by KFC or somewhere, Pizza Hut, anything but cooking. Amen. Praise God. I want to read a scripture before we have the offertory song. It's Psalm 36 and verse 7. And it's showing the tender and tenacious heart of God. God's greatest tribute to you moms today is to try to explain the infinite to the finite to us, the divine to the mortals. And when he wants to convey the kind of love that he has, this divine love, he always chooses a mother's love to do that. He doesn't want to be just categorized as that, that stern father that can't be touched with our feelings and our needs, that isn't kind and merciful and tender-hearted. He wants us dads to be more like that, because in doing that, we're more like Him. But the Bible said, How excellent is Thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. That's mama bird. 
Can you say, man, that's a mama bird? Jesus said, how many times, Jerusalem? Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, would I have taken you where? Under my wing to protect you and care for you. That's a mama hen. Just like a mother hen, he used that terminology so that we could, as finite people, could begin to get an understanding of the the kind of love he loves us with. And he chose you, mama, to do that. And uh, so when I look at the shield of faith, I see scriptures like this in the old covenant. Because if faith becomes an indefinable force, rather than something that is practical and personal, it won't be biblical faith. The Old Testament counterpart to New Testament faith is trust. They that trust in the Lord will be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. For as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, the Lord is round about His people to deliver them. When you say faith, it can become a generic term unless you understand the trust element. Trusting God. But when I say the word trust, you don't think of a force. You think of a person. Someone who is trustworthy. Can you say amen? They that trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Praise God. I'm glad that he's revealing this about his own heart. And he's honoring moms in the process. If you had a good godly mother. Amen. You know something about your heavenly father's love for you. Isn't that incredible? What a wonderful par- parallel. That as a mother comforteth her children. As a mother comforteth her children. So I will comfort you, O house of Israel. Can a mother forget her suckling child? Yea, she may. But I will never forget you, O house of Israel. Hallelujah. The New Testament counterpart is, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And... The Bible scholars of, of, the, of the Greek language and the original Aramaic said it is to the fifth level of never. To the fifth. He wanted to emphasize it. The Holy Spirit wanted it emphasized. So it would read like this. I will never, no never, 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 never. How many know if God says it that many times, He wants us to get a hold of it. He don't want us to miss it. He don't want us when we're going through a trial and it feels like God is way up in heaven and heaven is like brass to doubt His presence with us for one millisecond. I will never, no, never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. When thou goest, not if, but when thou goest through the fire, it won't kindle on you. Because I'm with you. And when you go through the flood tides, they will not overflow thee, for I am with you. I will never, no, never, 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 never leave you, nor forsake you. Jesus put it this way also, I will not leave you comfortless. You know what comfortless is in the Greek and the Aramaic? It is orphanos. Does that tell you? Orphanos. Orphanus, you are not down here like an orphan. You are the sons and daughters of Almighty God. Brought into His royal family. I won't leave you like an orphan. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is so gracious to do this today. Nothing stimulates us to trust the Lord more than a revelation and a realization of His great love the kind and quality that it is so when i hear the word above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one i think of god defending me i don't think of me having to be so strong and never waver or else i'm going to fall i think of my heavenly father taking my part Amen. I think of my advocate, Jesus, standing in the gap for me. We have an advocate with the Father. Can you representative? And, and he's called a great, our great high priest that is passed into the heavens, that ever lives to make intercession for us. What happens when, when someone is interceding? They stand in the gap and they make up 
the hedge. Can you imagine the devil's chagrin, his, his total loss for words when he's created a gap or maybe we've created a gap through something we did and we repent of our sin and, and God, Jesus is interceding. Believe me, Jesus is interceding for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone said He's able to save them. This is what the Scripture says. To the uttermost who come to Christ through Him. Seeing that He ever come to God through Him. Seeing that He ever lives to make intercession for them. Hallelujah. When I'm weak, He stands up. So the shield of faith to me is... My God who gave His Son, my Savior, my Sovereign, who gave His life, who rose again and ever lives to do something in my behalf, to make intercession, to stand in the gap for me. I'm not here today in victory because I'm so strong. I'm here in victory because it's not my faith. It's His faithfulness. Can you say amen? And my faith in His faithfulness that has brought me to this place in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. People that don't see it right will take the credit through their own faith. My faith did this. My faith got that. No, your father did it. And he did it because he's faithful. I love the way David put it with a clear understanding. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. Well, if the shield of faith is him interceding and him intervening, amen, then our trust is in him. And my faith is not, listen, if your faith is in your faith and your faith wavers, you're done for. Your shield comes down, and the enemy goeth about as what? A roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. When your faith wavers, if your faith is in your faith, your ability to believe no matter how you feel, what you're facing, friend of mine, you're going to be in big trouble soon. But if your faith is in his faithfulness, hallelujah, you can stand the test, you can overcome, the lion can't come through that gap. <laughs> because a mighty warrior is standing in the gap. None other than Jesus Christ Himself, the Lord of hosts, the captain, uh, commander-in-chief of heaven's armies. Some of you could use a revelation of God. You've been in church a long time. I'm not talking about how long you've been sitting on the premises. I'm talking about standing on the promises. Can you say amen? There's a vast difference. Sitting in church won't make you a, a, a victorious Christian any more than sitting in the garage will make you a Buick. Can you say, man, you won't turn into a car by osmosis sitting in the garage. And you won't have victory by sitting in church. But if you get a revelation of who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you, it'll change your life. It'll turn your frown upside down. Does anybody understand what happens when that happens? You got it. You got it. She's showing me. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you got dimples. You ought to use those dimples. I shave over my dimples just so people can see them. I don't want my beard to cover them up. Remember when I was in high school, I had pimples. One day my pimples turned to dimples. That was a great day in my life. Hallelujah. I'm not going to cover them up. <laughs> Glory to God. How priceless is your steadfast love. One paraphrase reads, how eager we are to run under your wings. It makes it easy to believe when you understand the love that He's loved you with. How tender it is and how tenacious it is. So as we receive our offering this morning, and this offertory song is the theme of just these few minutes we're going to spend together. I'm going to talk about some tender but tenacious mother's love. And we are going to understand when we see that. God says you're getting a glimpse of my great heart toward you today. Amen. As a mother comforteth her children, so I will comfort you, O house of Israel. Amen. Psalm 36 and 7, it's honoring a good and godly mother. If you had one of those kinds of mamas, she stood in the gap and made up the hedge for you. Amen.
How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. That's the mama bird. There's no doubt about it. It's a tender love. Everybody say that with me. It's a tender love. Let, let me show you how he relates to a good and godly mother so that we can get an understanding of this mighty, majestic God. Mystical in some ways because God is a spirit, but there's no mystery about his love. The only thing mystifying about it is, is how, how absolutely practical and personal that it is. Listen to what he said to Isaiah, in Isaiah 66, 12 and 13. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her, his covenant people, like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed, King James will probably say, then you shall suck on her, oh, by the way, everybody say El Shaddai. Don't you love what that means? El Shaddai means that he is a God who provides abundantly. But the word shad means breast, where a baby suckles. And El Shaddai means the many-breasted one. Isn't that incredible? Anybody see the movie, Not ba Babe About the Talking Pig, and you love the pig? You didn't quit eating bacon, did you? Pork chops, neither, I'll bet. All right, just checking, just checking, see if it got to you. But there's one called Charlotte's Web. Did you see that one? You know what the issue was? Her daddy was going to kill the runt pig because there wasn't enough teats for them to suckle at, and the one would have died of hunger, so he was just going to hit it in the head with an axe handle, uh, with the axe, the blunt side of an axe. But, of course, his little girl come out and said, nothing doing. We're going to hold on to that pig, and she's going to raise that pig, and took the pig to school with her. Well, if there was enough, enough teats for all the pigs that were born, that little suckling could have grew uh, up without having to be killed. Uh, God says, I'm not like that. Amen. There's no lack in me. I put it this way many times. El Shad, do you see? Breast, Shad, El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. Say it with me, the many-breasted one. Come on, Mama, that's got to be talking about you. Hallelujah. Praise God. My, my, my son, my son said, Daddy, Daddy, because my son was always slender, my oldest son, and now he's 215, 220 pounds, and he don't work out or anything, you know, because he's, he's physically handicapped. And he said, he said, Dad, Dad, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, what is it? I'm just 53 years old, and I'm getting man boobs. <laughs> but I guarantee you they, they don't have any nourishment in them, amen? That's strictly the mama's job. And God is saying, listen, the reason I'm such a provider, the reason I'm such a God of abundance is because I'm El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. Hallelujah. And you can see this honor he's given to mothers with the way he provides, the love that causes him to bless his people. Then you shall feed, and on her sides shall you be carried and dandled on her knees. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Can you say amen? And so when the Comforter came, He came as the paraclete, one that stands in behalf of another, but He also come to manifest the love of God to you and to me. Because the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Listen carefully to these Scriptures. Hosea 11, 3 and 4. God describing this tenderness of His love and equating it to a good and godly mother's love. He said, yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I who took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was, I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. Isn't that incredible language? I bent down and fed them. You see these little babies? If somebody's holding it, what do they want to do? They want to caress them. He said, that's how I was dealing with my people. Isn't that incredible? Some of you are looking at me like a calf at a new gate. Your concept of God is this 
you know, the great and mighty Oz. Roaring out of heaven. He does roar. He does thunder. He does shake the earth. But he loves like a mutter. I said mutter. Did you get it? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Taylor, you're my, you're my brother from another mother. Can you say amen? But we're all brothers in, in Jesus Christ. Listen to me carefully today. If you don't get this, you'll never understand the love of God. And you can get baptized in the Holy Ghost, talk in other tongues, see visions, and have dreams that God sent you. But the Bible said, if you don't get into the love of God, it doesn't profit you anything. Hallelujah. Listen to me carefully. The Bible said that that He wanted us to be rooted and grounded in love. That we might grow up into Him who is the head. Even Jesus Christ. Rooted is an agricultural term. Amen. Grounded is an architectural term. Amen. Rooted and grounded means that you become immovable, invincible, powerful. Hallelujah. You grow up. You don't just grow old. But it starts with the foundation of love, not power. Power comes later. And if you're not established in the love of God, you will get discouraged and not utilize the power of God in your life. You understand what I'm saying? If all you hear is faith, 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 and you don't understand faith is trust in a person, not just a force within you. Star Wars has uh, got the, the trilogy out uh, from the old Star Wars. Disney bought the franchise. They've got a very successful trilogy out. And they're always talking about the force, the force, the force. And I have heard faith described by hyper-faith teachers as a force within you that suddenly shows up mystically as you read the Scriptures. No. Faith does come by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But it's not just the promises that you find. You use your faith to obtain those promises. They don't create faith. They're the object of faith, the catalyst to release and use your faith. Faith itself is the revelation of a person that you put your unqualified trust in. Without having to lean to your understanding. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's not a description of faith in its essence. That's what faith does when it exists within you and you use it. Through faith we understand that the world's everything that was made was not made by anything that we can see. That's what baffles the scientist. If they can't see it in a microscope or a telescope, they don't believe it exists. But you know something? That's contradictory to scientists because they discovered that there were actual bacteria and there is... How did they discover that there are atoms that make up every material thing in this entire world, including the air that you breathe? One day, those atoms are going to split through some kind of nuclear exchange to such a degree that the Bible said that the, the very atmosphere, the air and everything in it, everything material is going to catch on fire. And the Bible said, knowing these things are coming, what manner of men ought we to be in all godliness and righteousness? Everything is not going to continue like it has down through history there's a judgment day coming listen carefully but god wants you kept and god wants you to be at peace listen are you getting this i bent down to them and fed them i i came down i got up close i got personal i came down and bent down you know what David said? I love the Lord. We sing it, don't we? I love the Lord because He heard my cry. I love the Lord because He heard my voice. I love the Lord because He heard my prayer. Inclining His ear always to me. I cried unto the Lord and He inclined to me. That means to bend down and listen. Some of these little children, maybe before I go home today, when they come back in, somebody that drew something they want me to know something they want you to know something some of these little ones knee high they're going to pull right here or they're going to stand and look up because they know if i stay up here 
I won't hear a word they have to say. But I want them to know that they're important to God. I want them to know from the earliest days, because some adults that have been in church in years still don't get that. You really don't know how God feels about you. You're trying to earn something that He gave you the day you got saved. In fact, He gave you this before you got saved. God commends His love to us in that while we were yet sinners, blasphemous, proud, stubborn sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for the ungodly. And greater love than this hath no man than a man would lay down his life for his friends, and you are my friends if you do what I command you. Hallelujah. It's this foundation of love. I didn't get on it. It took me years to figure out that I didn't need to earn His love. I had it. I could do a whole lot to show appreciation for it, but I couldn't earn it with nothing I could ever do except love Him back and serve Him. Hallelujah. God doesn't love me because I'm a preacher. He loves me because I'm a creature. Amen. I'm one of his creation. I was lost. I told you. Yes, I drank. I did other things. Things I'm ashamed of. But God loved me. And someone prayed for me. And God was so ready to listen when they stood in the gap and made up the hedge. Hallelujah. That's the kind of prayers he loves to hear. Listen to this mother stuff. Hosea 13.8 speaks of His protective love. Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and tear them asunder. In other words, if you mess with my people, if you see a cute little baby bear up in the mountains feeding on berries, you know what that means? Even though you may not see her, there's a mama bear somewhere. Do not take your camera and go up close for a close-up. Do not go up there and try to get a selfie of you and the baby bear. You're going to get a selfie all right. This was you before she showed up. (laughs) And you won't be able to get the selfie of you after she shows up. But wouldn't it be awful to be there by one of those baby cubs? Thinking, boy, wait till I put this on Facebook. And you're taking a selfie. And you click the selfie and you hear something coming behind you. Amen. The last thing they saw on Facebook was you holding this little bear in your eyes big as saucers because a mama grizzly is coming down on you from behind. People get killed all the time because they, they tell you, if you see a mother and her, and by the way, if you see her cubs, mama's near. You may not see her. She's somewhere around. She's highly protective. Oh, friends, we are, we are highly favored and well protected. He said of ancient Israel, His covenant people, you mess with them, it's going to be like messing with a mama bear's cubs. Amen. It's going to hurt you worse than anything you had planned for them. Glory be to God. God will give you some courage today. Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and tear them asunder. Deuteronomy 32, 11 and 12. God describes as a mother eagle. Like the eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young. Everybody say, Mama Eagle. God spreads His wings to catch you and carries you on His pinions. Isn't that incredible? Everybody say, Mama's love. You'll never know divine love in the Father's heart until you begin to compare it in a practical, personal way. If you keep it in the mystical, you will never get it. It will be so sublime and so, so, so beyond description. God said it's not beyond description. I'm telling you clear. I'm telling you plain what's in my heart toward my people. And if you can understand a godly and good mama's love, you can understand the love of God. Can you say amen? And by the way, it's a love that passes knowledge. And yet, he's saying, you've got to relate it to this, because you'll never get it in a theology class about, you know, for God so loves the world. Let me put it to you this way. How many believe God is omnipotent? You know what that means? Omnipotent. Omnipotent. All-powerful. He don't have some of it or most of it. He has all power in heaven and earth. God is all-powerful and He can do all things. 
That's one of the foundation stones of faith. They that come to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Listen carefully. How many believe that He is omniscient? That He knows all things. Everything. Nothing escapes Him. He sees the end from the beginning. He's omniscient. He knows how to deliver the righteous and to reserve the wicked unto judgment. God is all-knowing. So God has the power to do it, and God knows how to do it. Oh, and He's here, present with us to do it, because He's omnipresent. Which means He's where you are, wherever you are. The psalmist David stood and looked over the Mediterranean. (laughs) He's looking over the Mediterranean Sea, and he's composing a psalm. And he said, where can I go from thy spirit? I saw what he saw. I didn't see a sea, but that sea was so big, it it was like the ocean. There's a point where the horizon meets the ocean, and you can just see as far as you can see. He said, if I take the wings of the morning, if I became a seagull and flew to the uttermost as far as I can go, where can I go from your spirit? Because you're omnipresent. You're there. When I get there, you'll be there. You're praying to a God that is somewhere way up there when He's right here. Right here. God the Father lives in you. That's how He keeps His promise to never, 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 never leave you. Remember when we used to have to pray through? Pray until you were satisfied. You have a witness that God heard you. But some people saw praying through as trying to get His attention. Trying to get Him to move by our intensity of prayer. Did you know there's a point where that very intensity represents unbelief because you don't believe He's listening? You believe He was listening, you don't keep trying to get His attention. Seems like a spiritual thing to do. Pray without ceasing. Means never quit using the power and privilege of prayer. But when thou prayest, don't pray like the hypocrite. Because they think they're going to be heard by what? They're much speaking. Amen. The eyes of the Lord are already on the righteous. His ears are what? Open to their cry. Hallelujah. If his ear is open, if he looks for someone to stand in the gap so he can hear and move by his Holy Spirit, doesn't mean we minimize prayer. It just means we maximize prayer. When you pray whatsoever you desire, keep praying as if God don't care. No, believe that you receive it. And you shall have what you say. But if you don't have a foundation in the love of God, you're going to just get super religious without any practical reality of answered prayers in your life. You have faith in your faith. There will be a day when your faith will waver. But if you've got faith in His faithfulness, hallelujah. (laughs) That's a whole different ball field. (laughs) Can you say amen? Hallelujah. No temptation is taking you, but such is common to man. But be faithful. No, but God is faithful. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head. Are you being challenged today? Just a little bit? Listen to me carefully. (laughs) Deuteronomy 32.18 You were unmindful of the rock that bore you and forgot the God that gave you birth. Is God relating to mama? Even though he's the father? A friend of mine backslid, and I gotta hurry. I wanted to stop at twelve sharp, but I want to finish this. If you give me five more minutes, how many give me six and a half? <laughs> Hallelujah. Six and ten? Who give me ten? I got ten, I got ten, I got ten. Who give me fifteen? Fifteen fifteen going once? 25, they're going to kill you after church. Oh, this is so exciting to me. This makes me want to teach the Bible. 
Hallelujah. Isaiah 66, 13. God is a comforting mother. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Isaiah 49, 15. God compared to a nursing mother. Can God forget her nursing child and show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget you, but I will not forget you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Matthew 23, 37. Luke 13, 34. Jesus at Jerusalem, 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 the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. Everybody say the care of a mother hen. Come on, we're taking the sublime and the divine and we're bringing it down to the farmyard and said if you understand the mama's nature her inclination, if she's a good mama, she don't have to think about it. She just does it. God doesn't have to think about hearing you. He just does it because He loves you like that. God doesn't have to decide to deliver you. Love has already decided to help you. If my son fell in the ocean off of a bridge, I don't have to pray about it. I don't have to think about it. I'm in the water. Oh, come on! You don't have to pry something from His hand that it is His heart to give you. Woo! Oh, my Lord. I want to I wanna read you something in closing so we can close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. This is recent. February 3rd, 217. CNN News. A young mother who died in a house fire. This is tender love, self-sacrificing love. A young mother who died in a house fire is being called a hero because she managed to save her newborn daughter's life, authorities said Friday. Shelby Carter, 21, apparently trapped, strapped her baby into a car seat, broke a second floor window, and dropped the child to the ground below. And the car seat absorbed the blow and the baby was strapped in it but the mother was overcome with smoke and she perished in the fire and you know what the ed Fogelsonger, chief of the volunteer fire department in wyoming illinois said i guess it's the motherly instinct to care for their young he told cnn news it's the mother's instinct to care for her young. Mother's love is like no other. And that's not just something that people say. Mom Mindy Tran proved there's more than one way to stop a car. When her vehicle, which she thought was in park, started rolling toward a busy street with her twin girls in the back seat, she instinctively threw herself beneath the tires slowing the vehicle and giving nearby neighbors enough time to run over and help stop the runaway car and save her two children. She was run over, but it was a car not speeding, and she survived that. She didn't stop to figure anything out. It was her nature and instinct to put herself in harm's way to save her children. And when God relates to that kind of self-sacrificing love, you're getting a glimpse of the sublime and the divine taken out of the theological and put into the practical of everyday life. I can see that kind of love. And I can see my Savior hanging on a cross so I could be saved. Taking my place. Taking my punishment. I can see God the Father giving up His only begotten in order to save me because He loves like that. Can you say, man, with self-sacrificing love? Hallelujah. What a wonderful God that we serve. A mother's love is not like any others. March 27th, recent, 2017, a woman in India is being hailed as a hero on Twitter after reportedly jumping on a leopard to rescue her little son from its claws. The incident is believed to have taken place in northern India in an area bordering a forest park. 
That's an amazing thing. She jumped on a leopard because the leopard jumped on her child. Now, if you stop to think about it, jumping on a leopard, the leopard turned and bit her, but the leopard was so surprised that this little woman, not a man with a stick or a spear, but this little woman jumped on him. Why would a little woman jump on a leopard? Because the leopard jumped on her child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, the devil. Come on, I want the devil to hear this loud and clear. Amen. Hallelujah. When the devil comes against you, God stands up for you. Amen. Jesus intercedes in your behalf. He, the great warrior, commander-in-chief of heaven's armies, stands in the gap to make up the hedge. I'm standing today because someone stood up for me and continues to stand up for me. Amen. The first Christian martyr that was ever martyred looked and saw heaven opened and said, I see heaven open. And Jesus has done what? He's seated at the right hand of power until his enemies be made his footstool. But when someone is under that kind of attack, the Bible said, I see him standing. He's standing. If, if I need grace, if I need help, whatever I need, he stands up and makes up the hedge for me. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You in trouble? You've been beat down? Jesus stands up. He doesn't draw away from you. Little woman says, you bite my son, I'm coming for you. I'm a little woman, you're a leopard, but I'm coming. The mama survived, and so did the child. The leopard befuddled, because he's not used for people jumping on him. He's just people running from him. Wow. That's incredible. A dog is man's best friend until it's not. How many will agree with that? Until it's not. When a normally friendly pit bull attacked her daughter, Chelsea Camp took a page out of Mike Tyson's book. Punching the dog in the head and biting his ear off. You've got to understand, I, as a daddy, would punch the dog in the head just like she did. She had to grab him around the neck and she bit the dog's ear off. That's a bad woman. <laughs> Come on. When that baby comes, you, you, you're going to be like that. Amen. It, it's in, it, listen, she couldn't get him to turn. I've heard when pit bulls clamp down how much pressure's in their jaws. I've heard them having to, having to burn their noses with a, with a match or something to get them to turn loose. She didn't have no match. There was no time for that. The dog had a hold of her daughter. She beat him in the head, grabbed him around the neck, and chewed his ear off. (laughs) And her daughter had 20 stitches to close the wound. But the mama had no wounds. Because pit bulls are not used to having people bite them. Woo! I'm talking, listen, God is protective. He said, you mess with my covenant people, you might have messed with that bear cub. That mama bear is going to come after you, and I'm going to come after you. He that curses Israel, I will curse. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, let's be very cautious how we deal with God's people. Denver, Colorado, June 18, 2016. Summoned by the sound of screams, a Colorado woman 
raced to her front yard to find a terrifying sight. A mountain lion was hunched over her five-year-old son biting him. The woman charged the animal, yanked away one of its paws, discovered her son's whole head was in his mouth. She didn't back down. She was able to pry the cat's jaws open. Pitkin County Sheriff's Deputy Michael Buglione said, She's a hero. The boy suffered deep cuts to his head, face, and neck and was flown to a Denver hospital where he survived. The mother had scratches and bites and is credited with saving his life. You ever seen a picture of Samson? Pulling that lion like that, like he, like he would a kid, grabbing him and opening his mouth. Listen, when a cougar is on your child and you're able to take that paw that's holding him and pry his jaws open and it so befuddled the cougar because he's not used to having somebody come and pry his jaws open. He's used to having everybody run to get help. But the mama jumped on him because he jumped on the child. Maureen Lee is in, in, in British Columbia. Maureen Lee was picking berries with her three-year-old daughter in Squamish, Squamish, British Columbia, when a cougar attacked. Grabbing and rolling the little girl on the ground, Lee immediately wedged herself between the cougar and her little girl, stood up with the cat on her back, and threw it off. Again, the cat befuddled. Ran away. He's not used to that. You know what the devil's not used of? The devil's not used to Christians standing up in Jesus Christ and saying, No more. No more. No more. No more. I'm a child of the Most High God. My Sovereign and my Savior intercedes for me. You may think I'm weak today because I've been beat down by something. But someone is standing in the gap for me. Just because there's a, a breach in the wall don't mean you can come charging through and harm my family and harm me. Amen. Because there's a mighty warrior standing in the gap. Can you say amen? And you're going to have to go through him to get to me. Thou, O oh Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and my turner of frowns upside down, the lifter of my head. Can you say, man? I'd love to see some Christians with victory. I hear songs, contemporary songs, and it's all about me messing up and, and me giving in to the flesh and just God helping me because He loves me, picking me up, picking me up, picking me up, picking me up. I'll be glad to hear a song one day like we used to sing. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Can you say, man, there's victory in Jesus. I didn't come here to tell you how to just survive and get by, but how to overcome. Hallelujah. We've got to get rid of this get-by attitude. This daughter owes her mama a lifetime of breakfast in bed. After being pulled from the jaws of an attacking crocodile, Rohima, a villager who lives off the coast of Indonesia, went running when she heard her 25-year-old daughter, Trishna's shrieks coming from the river. An 18-foot crocodile had its jaws clenched around her daughter's leg. But Rohima ran down to it, kicked it, and when that didn't work, wrenched open the croc's jaws with her bare hands. So her daughter could wriggle free. And the crocodile did not attack her. Because I don't know if it was adrenaline. I don't know if it was God's blessing. But for whatever reason, that mama jumped on that crocodile and pried it. Listen, crocodiles are worse than alligators. They're fierce. They're deadly. Oh, you can tape an alligator's jaw shut. And he can't open it. But crocodiles, it's my understanding, are a little different. Whatever she did, she didn't hold it shut. She pried it open. And then here comes God Almighty. And He says, as a mother comforteth her children, so I'm going to comfort you. 
and say, you mess with my kids, you're messing with me. Hallelujah. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. How many would be glad to have a mama that would defend you like these mamas? Well, you've got a God with all power in heaven and earth with a mama's heart. Got two amens and some people looking at me like, what? You mean God has to get in touch with his feminine side? No, God doesn't. This is not about his feminine side. This is about the tenderness of his heart. That's why he's merciful and his mercies are new every morning. And that's why he come, come into covenant. He calls you his children. He calls you his sheep. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I'm awful glad to have a God that will throw himself under the car to stop it rolling to save me. A God that will pry me out of the jaws of the lion if he has to to deliver me. But he's not going to let the lion have me. I'm glad my faith is in his faithfulness and in the love that causes him to be faithful. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Will you stand to your feet today? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm that said the name of the Lord God of Israel defend thee. The name of the Lord God of Israel. Some trust in horses, some in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Because of His mercy, His grace, His commitment to love, His covenant people. Hallelujah. The Bible said as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, the Lord is round about His people to deliver them. Can you say man? You want to mess with a mama bear? Mess with one of God's children. How many would love to see the backside of Satan? I mean, if you want to see him at all. If I'm going to have to deal with him at all, I want to see him running from me, not jumping on me. Most Christians have never seen the backside of Satan. But the Bible said if you'll submit yourself unto God and resist him, he don't have a choice. He don't have a choice. He don't have a choice because if God is for us, who can be against us? He does not have a choice. He will flee. He will flee. He will flee. He will flee. Somebody say he's running. He's running scared. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils believe and tremble. Let's get ready to rumble and make the devil tremble. Can you say man? Come on. Come on, church. Stand in the gap. God is standing in the gap for you. Woo! We used to sing in the mission field. No harm, no harm, no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. No, the devil can't do me no harm. I believe in Jesus' name. I believe in Jesus' name. I believe in Jesus' name. And the devil can't do me no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. Listen, if you keep giving credit to the devil, you're discrediting God. You didn't hear me. I want to be kind, but I want to wake some people up. Don't ever keep giving credit to the devil for your defeat. He that's in you. That's why he's with you. He's in you. Is greater. Not a little bit. All the way. All power in heaven and earth. Omnipotent. Omniscient. Omnipresent. God is with you. Hallelujah. Did I hand it to you? All right. How many people here are ready to walk in some victory you've never reached into before? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To get rooted and grounded in love. Grow up into Him who is the head to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Let's give Him a wave offering. He's worthy today. Hallelujah. Mamas, we honor you. God has honored you. He said, if you're a good godly mother, 
That's the way I, my heart is toward my people. You can count on me. Hallelujah. You don't have to get my attention. You've got it. The Bible said he hears the cry. His ears are open to our cry. Not our whining, but our cry for help. Our cry for deliverance. He said, I am listening for that. In fact, he said, I bend down so I can hear you. Glory be to God. I want these kids to get when they come in. If somebody wants to talk to me, watch me sometime. Instead of shoving them away because I'm talking to the professor, important stuff, talking to, to Brother Taylor, theological stuff, I'm going to take time and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bend down to hear what they have to say. Because I don't want them to grow up to think that God sits high in His heaven and there's no time for them. Like a lot of people in church this morning that, that question God's love, question His faithfulness, amen, think that God has forgotten them, God isn't giving them a fair deal, God isn't listening. Oh friend, we're the ones that are not listening. Amen. We're the ones that are being unfaithful in the area of our faith. Let's quit accusing God and let's own that. Can you say amen? For as your faith be, and my faith be, so be it unto me. Well, I want to build some faith in people. Because, you know something? My faith is growing just preaching this. My faith is growing just teaching this. My faith in His faithfulness is getting stronger and stronger. I know who's standing in the gap. I know who's making up the hedge for me. We have a faithful high priest that is passed into the heavens that is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God through Him seeing that He ever lives to make intercession for us to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Can you say, man, can you see Jesus standing to defend you does He give you a little bit of courage? Can you say, man, in a world filled with devils and circumstances and people and all kinds of crazy stuff, road rage? God is so good. God is so good. When God wanted to kill me, call me up, curse my family, said nasty things on the phone to my children. <laughs> he, he said, I'm going to, I, I know where you live. And I know where your church is. And I'm going to find you. And I'm going to kill you. I called the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. And I told them that a man said he's going to kill me on the phone. And they said, well, uh, you know, can I just make it brief? If he does, call us. <laughs> we'll have him arrested. No, what she told me, the dispatcher told me is... If you say you're going to kill the president, they're going to arrest you. You can't do that in America. I mean, you might want to, but you can't say it. You say it out loud, you can be arrested. But somebody can tell you they're going to kill you all day long. And they're not going to send out a squad car to sit out in your yard or your house or church. So I, I said, Lord... I'm going to put this in your hands. You've got to defend me. You see, these things like this, you've got to give it to God. You've got to trust God. I can't go into hiding. Amen. There, I didn't have a license to carry. I didn't have, you know, Smith & Wesson to help me out. But I had Jesus. Amen. I'm ambushed in my car. I used to be the last one out of the church. Everybody would leave but me. I, boy, I'm telling you, people, I, I, I preached so long and so hard, I come out, everybody was gone. And the doors were wide open, it was me. Little me with my little briefcase in Sulphur Springs. It must be assumed I had the offering. I didn't. Treasurer had the offering. I didn't have nothing but my notes and my sword, the Word of God. And there was a lady, a precious black lady, Carol, Cheryl, Sister Cheryl. She'd be sitting out there, hadn't gone home, come to church by herself, sitting out there. I said, what are you still doing here? The doors are all open. It's after 10 o'clock at night. She said, I'm going to walk out with my pastor. I thought, you're my angel. You may not know it, Cheryl, but you're my angel. I felt good. She's a big woman. Amen. I don't mean big. She's a big, strong lady. And she loved her pastor. 
She said, you're not going to your grave. My posse was Cheryl. Can you say amen? <laughs> and the angels of the Lord. But how many nights I would walk out to my car and she would sit there and wait till I pulled out and then pull her car out in a bad part of town with a lot of bad people in it. But she was there. But the angels of the Lord were there. And I come to understand. I said, Lord, whoever this man is, I'm going to do two things. Number one, I forgive him for all the cursing and all the nastiness had to change my phone number and if he wants to kill me and it's time for me to go home I'll go home amen but if if you want me to stay and finish my ministry he's not going to be able to touch me or harm me so I'm going to quit looking over my shoulder I'm going to live my life and I'm going to put my trust in you and I begin to learn right then and there that it's not my faith it's my God and his faithfulness thou O Lord art a shield about me my glory and the lifter of my head when he becomes your shield he'll lift your head can you say man hallelujah and the battle belongs at that point to the Lord. I got a call two weeks later. Two weeks later, and a man on the phone said, Pastor Venable, I'm the man that called and did all of that, and I am truly sorry. Well, I'd already forgiven him, but he asked forgiveness. He said, would you forgive me? I said, yes, sir, I've already done that, but I'll do it. He said, and, and you don't have to worry ever again about me harming you. I don't know what happened to him. I know, I know the popo didn't scare him because they, they didn't offer any, anything until, well, if he does something, call us. Okay. I'm glad I know the Lord. Can you say amen? God is so faithful. Delivered me out of the paw of the lion and the jaw of the bear. Let's give him praise today.